Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, International Asexuality Day. Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Madagascar? Penguins of? I was just trying to think of a place that wasn't in the United States that started with M, and I. Morocco? Morocco, that's a very good one. Um, Not as many as you would think, apparently. Yeah, no. Or at least none that I can think of. I'm sure there's many that I am just too bad at geography. Well, we're also think we're also thinking of of countries. We're not thinking of any location. If it were no, any yeah. location, that would really <laughs> yeah. Madrid. That's not a country though. Anyway, Ma- Manila. Mm. Mm-hmm. Milan. Um, Milan. Anyway. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, Kayla, hello. Hi. Um, we were in the Michigan Daily again. We did it, folks. We did it. We posted about that on our social media, on our Twitter, really. Uh, so if you want to read what our alma mater said about us, become so moderately successful that your school's newspaper has to feature you twice. Yeah. You got him. That's my advice to everyone here. Yeah. Do you have any other housekeeping? I think the rest of the housekeeping is stuff we're actually going to talk about in, like, the main episode, so. Okay. Kayla. Yes. What are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about and celebrating International Asexuality Day, which, if you're listening to it the day it comes out, this comes out, it is in two days. It is April 6th. Woohoo! It's here. Sarah? Yeah? What is International Asexuality Day? It's a day to Mm -hmm. talk about asexuality and celebrate asexuality and educate about asexuality internationally. Yes. I can read you Everybody's doing it. I can read you what's on the website. That would be really helpful because I didn't really expect you to put me on the spot there. Yeah, I know you didn't. I was very interested in what was going to happen. International Asexuality Day, or IAD, is a coordinated worldwide campaign promoting the ace umbrella, including demisexual, gray asexual, and other ace identities. The four themes are advocacy, celebration, education, and solidarity. Um, Mm. And these themes are aimed to recognize and enable the work of the international ace community, particularly non-Western and non-English speaking countries. Hell Um, yeah. So everyone is encouraged to participate, but especially non-English and non-Western countries. So... Mm -hmm. Because those are so... They're underrepresented voices in, uh, in the community. Yes, so that's something we're going to be talking about this episode is 
why the community seems to be so English slash Western focused, what we can do to kind of help that along, I guess, keep that, Mm -hmm. I don't know, move towards a future where that is not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just want to share some of the exciting events that are going to be happening all around the world for this day. Hell yeah. Here's the issue I have is Mm -hmm. that... Very understandably, the events page, each of the events is listed in the language of the country putting them on. Uh. But (laughs) I can't speak other languages. Kayla is an American monolingual bitch. Yes. Even though I took maybe six years of French. um, Your French is not good. It's not. It isn't. You're correct. So... I am not going to attempt to butcher these languages. And also, I don't know that it would be helpful for me to just rattle off what the events are, because I don't think anyone would remember or Mm -hmm. be able to find where these events are from me just saying them. So (laughs) I am going to let you know there's we're going to link this website in the description of this episode, and I'm sure we'll be retweeting stuff online. But uh, internationalasexualityday.org is the main place to find everything, and there's an events tab um, with most of the events are happening on We're listed as an event. I know. I know. The lovely people who are doing the organizing for IAD were like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, we're doing an episode. And they were like, we're going to promote it. And I was like, it's not as good as what everyone else is doing, but (laughs) go ahead. So yeah, definitely go to this events page to see what your country is doing, to see what other countries are doing. I think that's the particularly exciting thing is seeing what other countries are doing and seeing if you can participate at all. Um, mm-hmm. And just so you can, you know, learn about other cultures and hear what mm-hmm. they have to say. Um, but so I will tell you the countries involved because I think that is exciting. It uh, is. Argentina, Australia, Bangladesh, Brazil, Chile, Czech Republic, Denmark, France, Germany, Greece, India, Italy, Nepal, the Netherlands, and Turkey, and Italy, and also English-speaking countries. You already but said we don't Italy. Care about them right now? Did I? Yeah. Well, Italy. They don't give a fuck to. about the UK and the US. <laughs> well, no. also Australia is also an English-speaking country, but you know. That, oh yeah, I guess that's true. Well, anyway, <laughs> but there's a ton of stuff. There's an art contest going on. There's a ton of like live streams going on, and with like mm-hmm. interviews and guests. It's very exciting. So I see that that in for the German one, they have a Sprachchat auf Discord, which oh yeah, fun. I have seen. There are several countries doing Discord chats and things like that. It's all very exciting. So mm-hmm. please go to this website and look at what all of these people are doing. There's also the International Asexuality Day social media accounts where all this is happening. Mm-hmm. So check out those. And also, if you find that your country is not on this list or that none of the events that are happening are taking place in your native language, um, obviously that can't be fixed, like, you know, right now. <laughs> but, you know... Maybe maybe there's a place for you to, to, to launch something in your country or your native language if that's something that you have interest in. Um, and if you want to help organize, maybe you could be involved next year, and that could be very fun. True. There's also a tag uh, a tab for finding local advocates, and it has a bunch of different countries listed with, like, organizations and... Oh, that's um, cool. 
like activists and you can see like their emails, their websites. It's very cool. So if you go to that and you don't see your Iceland. country. I know. There's a lot of it's really cool to see like all of the stuff that's there. So I, um, I wish there were I'm not seeing any Eastern like East Asian countries. Mm. Oh, there's Japan. There's Japan. I lied. There is Japan. But yeah, so I would highly recommend checking that out too and just being like maybe giving all those organizations a follow so you can like check up on what everyone's doing. Um, you can support them and you in know any what? way. Even if they tweet in a language you don't understand, there's Twitter a translate has this nice little feature where you can just hit the translate button. I do that all the time. <laughs> Someone tweeted about us in, it was either Spanish or Portuguese, I don't recall. And I was like, I don't know what this says. So I hit the little translate button Easy. and they were like, sounds fake, but okay, it's doing a podcast. And I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> so yeah i would highly recommend checking this out if your country is not listed if your org isn't listed get in contact with the ied people send them a message mm-hmm. get on there um Hell yeah yeah ied they have so many accounts there's instagram there's tiktok there's tumblr there's twitter there's youtube there's i don't even know what this is i'm gonna find out there's things on here that i don't even know i don't know what vk is Oh, it seems to be some sort of uh, Eastern Europe. It looks like Russian to me. I don't know if it is Russian. Ooh, like Russian Facebook. It looks like yeah. Facebook. But it looks like, looks like... That's exciting. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway. Um, so, it's very exciting. Sarah and I are in, like, the Discord of, like, so many organizers from all over the world that have been working for literal months, like, since, like june or july i think like working on this trying to find a day that works for everyone like that doesn't interact with any like national holidays or other there was so much discourse about dates it was very dramatic there was a ton but like it really is so exciting to see because there's so many names that like we as english-speaking u.s people like that Mm -hmm. aren't maybe quote-unquote like the big names just because Mm -hmm. of the reasons we'll discuss later um, yeah. but they are really the people putting in the hard work. Like it's not people like me and Sarah. It's not most Yeah, we of, did nothing. Just we did just we, gonna put it out there that we did jack shit. We didn't do anything. <laughs> um like it's really the majority of the work came from people from these countries that need more resources and they were the ones mm-hmm. doing legwork, which isn't really how it should be. Um it shouldn't have to be, you know, the people that we shouldn't help. have to put the onus on them. Yes. But- that is unfortunately kind of where we are in the process of yeah. We we have we have yet to build a true international infrastructure. And International Asexuality Day is one of the first steps in in beginning to do that. True, and unfortunately, we just because of ourselves and our schedules just couldn't help that much. But yeah, hopefully it, it as time realistic goes on, for us to be. Able to. Hopefully, as time goes on, more people from the U.S. and the U.K. and everything will get more involved. Um, mm. But anyway, just and, and boost other boost other people. True, we're we're dumb. Who needs us? <laughs> no one, not me. Uh, so yeah, uh, like huge shouts out. I know like people from like France and Argentina and Germany have been some of like the people that have like built the website and are running the social media, like just doing all of the really heavy lifting. That are like, yeah, they're just. I feel like behind mm-hmm. the scenes, not getting enough credit for. Mm-hmm. Like what a huge initiative was. So and and then there are people from out. like non-Western countries that are like 
doing so much shit and we appreciate you. You're True. great. Yes. Fuck the West. True. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what I thought would be interesting to talk about in this episode is kind of basically why a day like this that is focused on being international is necessary. Um, maybe some of the reasoning behind why asexuality feels so Western and English um, and the ways that we could help. So obviously Sarah and I can't really speak to that experience because we are incredibly privileged and are We're white in- bitches from the United States. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> you know, we can't really speak to the experience of people who aren't Western or don't speak English. You know, there's that there's nothing that we can really share on that. Um, so we asked some of the people who organized IAD, some of the amazing organizers there, um, to share their experience and, you know, ask them if they felt that asexuality is Western focused, why they thought it was and what we can do, can do to continue expanding the community outside of just English and Western values. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And we got a handful of responses. We got, listen, it is so wildly exciting to me that we got two responses from people from Nepal. I was like, Nepal? Yes. I want to hear everything you have to say. (laughs) I was so excited. (laughs) We did. We got like, yeah, a lot of responses from like a ton of different places. Um, And it's still very, it's still very Western, but yes, you know, not English. So that's good. But not English, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, having all these people on the actual podcast was going to be very difficult with how busy everyone is. So we are just going to read their responses for you and share who they're mm-hmm. from um, and hopefully just start a larger conversation about this that we can have throughout this International Asexuality Day. Um, and we mm-hmm. can kind of think about because I'm assuming the most of the people listening to this are English speakers and Westerns. So just kind of sharing what we might be able to do and just kind of get all of our wheels turning. Because honestly, the, you know, everyday life, this isn't something that we think about because we're privileged to not have these issues. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the first submission is from Poopy from, did I say that? It sounds like I'm saying Poopy. It's Poopy Poop, poop, mm. poopy. It, it, it's just our accents. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. our accents that make it sound like we're saying poopy. <laughs> so, apologies. We are, our, what is it called? Our accents, in particular, being Midwestern, are going to make it so we're not saying all of these names amazingly. So, apologies. Apologies. We'll do our best. Our grading. I'm I'm better at this than Kayla, so if if she struggles, I'll try and help. (laughs) Yeah, Sarah is more well versed in language than I am. Um so the first submission is from Poopy from Argentina. And here's what they have to say. I think there are a few reasons as to why the ace community is so Western focused and so centered around English. One, Avon is from the U.S. Two, things done by Avon spread across English-speaking communities as expected. And three, English is the, quote, universal language, and people assume slash expect, expect that we all know English, when in reality, in most of our countries, it's a privilege that comes with education and internet access. 
And four, there used to be so little communication between ace communities from different countries until International Asexuality Day. I feel like the rest of the world just followed around whatever the English-speaking ace community decided because we didn't really have any other choice. How would we get people to listen to us when there are so few of us spread across the world? But again, it all comes down to the assumption that we all speak English or should speak fluent English. There's so little information available in other languages compared to English resources that unless you know English, chances, are, chances of you realizing your ace are very low. And even once you realize your ace, there's still very few people openly saying their ace outside of the internet. So it's hard for people to meet other aces and be able to grow a community outside of the internet or our safe place. I think the best way to help our community is to grow, to grow is to use your platforms um, as English activism groups in general, to promote the ace orgs around the world. I don't think you guys realize how different the situation for the ace community is outside of your own countries, and therefore you fail to acknowledge what a difference you could make if you'd only share content in other languages or worked side by side with the rest of the world more often. T. True. Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, again, I'll get to talking about this later, but I, th- I think one of the things that it's, it really just keeps coming back to is is English as as a default is problematic. And it yes. it makes it makes things difficult for people who don't have the privilege to either uh, know English as their native language or they don't have the means to learn English as a second language and become at least relatively fluent in it. Yeah, and I mean that's such an issue for so many communities in so many areas. So it's not that the ACE community is alone in that, but mm-hmm. it is. It does strongly impact us and is you know it's a very negative thing obviously yeah in the context of our podcast if any of our listeners speak other languages and have ideas of how we might be able to be more helpful in terms of sharing content in other languages or you know making our content accessible in other languages hit us up true with I mean, we keeping in mind that we have very little money <laughs> True. We are currently spending all of our money on transcribing our episodes into English so people can read them. But obviously, this is something that we have in the back of our minds for when that project is finished, how we can Mm -hmm. better serve this. The next submission is from T from Germany. Um, It's probably Tay. Tay? Okay. (laughs) T-E-E. Tay? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, sorry. Um, so one, on the topic of the ACE community being English-focused, English, also due to colonialism, is evolving into a lingua franca. Mm-hmm. Yes? Um, I love your attempts at trying to pronounce things that aren't in English. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I am obviously the problem. Um... A global language that's used to communicate with people everywhere, especially because numbers of speakers are steadily increasing, so it's somewhat natural to use English to try and connect with a larger international community. Two, also Western values, Christianity and such, have been exported and imposed on other countries, and North North America and Europe are very globally influential. So first, certain views on sexuality, etc. were spread, and now they're being dismantled in a similar way. In many Western countries, different sexualities are also more likely to be protected by law or not illegal. 
and since most terms are coined in English first, they're more likely to spread to places with a lot of English speakers first. I think it's good that there are efforts to connect ACE groups internationally, even if the language barrier can make this hard, to make the information we have accessible in as many languages as possible. TLDR, it all comes down to colonialism and imperialism being a big old bitch. <laughs> I mean, it really does. I saw something recently for um, Trans Visibility Day that was talking about how even like gender as a construct is a Western value. And it's kind of, I think particularly um, like Native American communities have a much more nuanced understanding of gender and like mm-hmm. having like kind of like third genders and things like that. And it wasn't until obviously like colonialism that that kind of broke apart. And yeah. a lot of like like Native Hawaiian and Polynesian yeah. um, cultures are like that as well, I believe. Yeah, so it's, you know, and I'm sure it was that way in a lot of cultures until America and Europe ruined it for everyone. So I think it's it's the same thing for sexuality that obviously, you know, you look back at like when you learn about ancient Greece in school, at least we did in America. I don't know. We spent a lot of time learning about ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Like everyone mm-hmm. seemed much more free about their sexuality and what they're doing. And it was over time that that kind of got more rigid And that came from, you know, Western culture. And now that Western culture is saying like, oh, just kidding. We don't do that anymore. I'm sure the rest of the world is kind of like, well, what the fuck? You just told us like we were doing Mm -hmm. this and you ruined it. Like, what's your problem? Yeah. Yeah. It it has been imposed on other people. And, you know, there are some places where like that has been the like heteronormativity never has been part of the culture. So like it's a whole other hurdle there. But it's yeah it's i mean western culture has been so so much imposed upon everyone else that um everything's our fault that's it yeah i mean yeah (laughs) i mean yes we suck (laughs) um not that us saying that is helping anything um it's not but it just 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 so the kids know that we know well i also I also don't want people to think that, like, you and I think we're exempt from this behavior just because oh, we're, like, no. doing an episode on this. I don't want anyone to think that we're, like, putting ourselves on a soapbox of, like, we're different because we're doing an episode about this. Like, yeah, very, not. very much not so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Our next submission is from Fox in Italy. Um. And they have to say, the problem is that most of the content is in English, and as everything goes, it's the Western countries that speak English who really have the louder voice over everything, and the asexual community is not excluded. I would love to read more experiences not only in my language, but also in other languages that I know, or in English, but from people all over the world. I would love to see how being asexual and from different countries affects people in their own unique experiences. Yeah, I mean, hearing the stories of aces from around the world and how they experience that differently in different cultures would be wonderful and very helpful. And also the subtle European flex that you know many languages is found in this response. (laughs) But it's true. I mean, if you are from a culture that's so much different than Western culture and all you get to read is the stories of Western ace people like discovering their Mm -hmm. sexuality or coming out. Like, that's not going to be It's not going to be your experience. 
Like, yeah. that's, you're not going to learn anything from that, like, not much at least, if it's not someone that's experiencing the same culture as you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this is from PMG in Nepal, which Sarah's very excited about. I was very excited. <laughs> um, And I know Nepal has been doing, like, a ton with International Asexuality Day, just, like, getting organized for their own events, so it's very exciting. Um, really good. So they say, I think because in most South, Southeast Asian communities, there were and still are concepts of arranged marriages. So people from the older generation feel that arrows and aces are keeping themselves for a future spouse. While they don't feel such things that other people who have attractions feel, they get forced together and it doesn't come out and don't come out of the closet. Yeah. And that's like something that I just like, I cannot speak to at all because that's just not. It's never something I have faced in my cultural upbringing. Yeah, not at all. I think we we had a very early episode with our friend Asritha, who's mm-hmm. Indian, and I think she talked a little bit about arranged marriages in that episode, but also she's not Arrow or Ace, which right. like puts a whole... And she's also in America, so yeah. really not comparable at all because she's not... Yeah. I mean... If we have any listeners yeah. who are like living in a culture that very much encourages arranged marriages and you feel a lot of pressure to have an arranged marriage and you're a spec, we would love to hear from you. Yes, very true. So the next one is also from Nepal, from Prichagiri. I'm very sorry if I butchered that. Um, They say, the advancement of the LGBTQIA plus community in Western countries is higher than in our country. Here, due to lack of awareness, many people don't even know that the term asexual exists. To expand our community, we should make aces more visible and the right education must be given. The, over- the over-sexualization must stop. It tends to make us who feel no sexual attraction as if something is wrong with us. But actually, it's totally normal to have no sexual attraction. First and foremost, the first and foremost step is education and awareness. I think that's such a, like, the the focus on education there is important because I think, like, impacting our education systems, like, I don't just mean, like, telling people on the street. I mean, like, learning about asexuality and queerness and stuff, like, in school or in more, like, Mm -hmm. formal settings. Like, that is a tangible thing that we can work towards and... It's something that can positively impact every culture, regardless of the status of asexuality in that culture, you know, and like how it impacts mm-hmm. the social order and whatever. So I think like the focus on education is like such a good point. Like yeah. there are tangible things we can do there and they can be done all across the world and they can be beneficial all across the world. Yeah, I think the main thing that I've kind of been pulling from this is just that because our resources aren't widely available in other languages these other communities Mm -hmm. are having to start from scratch like we've had 20 to 30 years ahead of these non-english speaking countries Mm -hmm. because we've had things like avon or we've had things just like you know, like one of the other messages was saying, just like more access to the internet. It almost mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of just kind of like the the general idea of like affirmative action of yeah. these 
these countries are so behind because they don't have resources and we're expecting them to be at the same level as us almost. But we're not offering them those resources. But we're, yeah, we're not offering them yeah. help. Like if we were able to just provide all of the resources we have in every other language, they would be able to advance so much faster and like education could start faster maybe if they... Because they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're kind of having to reinvent the wheel in their own language. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Just like the yeah. the ideas that we have, the books, the just kind of like discussions online. Like, mm -hmm. if you can't easily translate them, you just have to rehave them in another language. And it's like, it's going to take right. that 20 years or whatever for them to catch up. Right. And like, it's also difficult just from a translation standpoint as... I'm by no means an expert in translation, but I did take one class in college where I was translating all semester. And it's like the best translations are done into a person's native language. So you're taking a foreign language and translating into their native language. And so, you know, you, you can't have random ass Americans who speak a little bit of Spanish translating into into spanish like you right. you really need people who who have a good grasp on the language and so then the onus is on people who are multilingual to be able to do that translation and to have the access to you know be at least semi-fluent in english and like it's like it's all about access and it's all about like how many degrees of separation you are away from english and like that's mm -hmm. that sucks <laughs> I almost wish there was some kind of, like, grant out there that, like, international organizations could apply for to, like... Because translating can also be, like, expensive. If you want to pay it's, someone yeah. to do hours of work, like, that's very expensive. Oh, yeah. I... There's a there is a BTS interview that was like an hour long and I am still very patiently waiting for my my girl to do her translations because it's taking forever because it's like an hour long. Mm -hmm. And I'm like I'm here to be your translations are great. I'm here to be patient. You're doing this for free. <laughs> yeah. But like it it has taken over a week and she's not done. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's yeah, it's kind of just like we as Especially Americans, if you're not doing it full time. Oh, yeah. Like, we as Americans like, and English speakers are kind of sitting here like, oh, my God, you know, the Western culture, asexual community is the best. Look at all the strides we're making. Like, we are the ones making, you know, news and, like, doing all this stuff. And it's kind of like, okay, it's not because you're – it's not like we're better in any means. We just mm -mm. have more access and more privilege. Like We have the infrastructure. If things were – all things being equal – we would not be, you know, the main people doing things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I don't know, that is something interesting. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to make this about me, but like, as uh, me getting into K-pop and BTS has really for the first time put me in the shoes of someone who like, is not like, is not the preferred language. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, like, pretty much everything they do is in korean and like it's it's frustrating to like have all of this content out there that you can't understand and you just have to wait for people who can translate or who can do whatever and like yeah i'm learning korean very slowly i can formulate like two sentences like it's <laughs> it's it's not 
easy, but then it also is easy for me because my native English, my native language is English and that's the first language everything is translated into. So it's, it's like, I've, I've kind of finally gotten like a taste of my own medicine where it's like, oh, like this is at least to some extent what people experience who don't have English as their native language. And like, it has just made me so much more aware of like the privilege I have just because I was born in the United States and learned English as, I mean, for for a good portion of my life, my only language. Neither of my parents speak another language. So, like, that's it. That's all I got. Comparing it to something like BTS, too. Like, BTS is such a huge fandom that, like, mm-hmm. you're bound to have someone in that community who's, like, willing to translate. But with mm-hmm. asexuality, we're relatively small and the community in other countries is smaller for, in some countries, is smaller because of things like lack of education or culturally it's just, mm-hmm. like, not as okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, the smaller the community, the less likely you are to have, like, interest from people in spending their time doing things like that. Yeah, like, if it's taking me literal weeks to get good translations of a one-hour interview for BTS, which has a gigantic gigantic fan base and like a ton of people who put in a lot of really excellent work for translating and then you try and like be like okay well let's apply this to the aspect community like the the resources are just like gone like 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 whatever quote-unquote resources that are had in like army just because of how big it is just they they don't exist to that same extent in the aspect community yeah Yeah, and obviously, like Sarah said, it's not, like, English, people who only speak English can, like, help translate, obviously, Mm -mm. but I think it's just kind of, like, brainstorming ways that we can support that in happening. Like, can we give you money? Can we, like, is there anything we can do when we make this content in English that can make it easier? Um, Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I can translate from German into English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Go what off. i can contribute Go which off, is like not that sis. not that helpful <laughs> pop off wig it's the translation for me <laughs> um okay our second to last submission is from amethysta in brazil i think that is probably the prettiest name i've ever heard um so this is from brazil so they said yes in terms of do you feel it's western focused um And they say, at the moment, in my opinion, the main issue is that things are too Avon-centered. I love Avon's work, and I'm really thankful for them for applying our voice, for amplifying our voices, but I still think it's harmful to have almost everything centered in one huge Western organization. Our ACE experiences are similar around the world, but not identical. There are many countries that have, for example, different meanings and definitions for asexuality in the ACE spectrum itself. But what I see is people always using one global definition, the Avon one, to correct people from non-Western countries saying that they are wrong and should learn the correct meanings. (sighs) Yikes. Um, I think if we're going to promote international union, first it's important to to consider that our life experiences are different and culturally diverse, and that doesn't make it wrong. I know Avon doesn't claim to for this central position, but it happened with the years and while that's some that's in some way complicated to deal with. I think this is a really good point. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that this is something that like I've kind of like privately talked. I have a lot of communications with the Avon social team. We just DM (laughs) a lot. And I know that this is something that they've like 
struggled with is saying, like, we are not the main ace organization. Please don't look at us that way. But, like, mm-hmm. you can't change public perception of yourself. Like, you know, there's no way yeah. to do that. So yeah. as much as they don't want that to be what they are, they absolutely are. And I think, mm-hmm. like, that is absolutely. And kind of going back to what I was just saying, Avon has been around for 20 years. So, like, mm-hmm. it's hard to get away from that. Um you know, like a new organization that started five years ago is going to struggle getting to that level. So it's kind yeah. of about like, what can we as a do as a community to boost those organizations to mm-hmm. get past their disadvantage of not being 20 years old? Yeah. And it's it's so easy to 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 be able to look at these organizations and see them as like competing, but they're not competing. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a place for all of them and they all add something to the discourse and to the community. And uh, we have to unlearn that capitalist thinking, you know, that, well, yeah, it's, that they're I mean, competing with each other. That's something that like I have said, I have struggled with very much as soon as there's a new like, activist on the scene or a new podcast i do feel threatened because of like my capitalistic mindset of like we have to be the best we have to be the one and i Mm -hmm. think that's probably an idea that stems to the rest of the community and also to organizations of people thinking like well if there's even why do we need something else when it's also a very western mindset oh yeah and even and like, so because everything is so Western based, like that's just kind of yeah how it is. And even thinking about like within America, like Avon is very America UK centric. So you might be thinking mm-hmm. like, why does another ACE or like there's other big ACE organizations that aren't Avon? But you could think very easily like, well, that's not necessary because there's Avon. When like mm-hmm. diverse mindsets are very important, and having more than one quote-unquote competing organization is gonna like push everyone to be better yeah we don't want to be a monolith mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah i think this is a very good point and i know it's like kind of tough to swallow for people that like like us do love avon um mm-hmm. but it's very true yeah i also think too what what amethysta amethysta um noted about like the like global definitions of asexuality it's really difficult because on one hand it would be beneficial to have a globally accepted definition of asexuality like it 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 would be helpful in communication but on the other hand like i don't want to erase different experiences or different understandings and so like what we really need to do is expand our understanding of what asexual means and expand our definition and a lot of people i think struggle with with that and like struggle with being willing to like accept new definitions and ideas into their understanding of what asexuality is um which is just you know it's 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 a process yeah definitely the last one is from gabby and chile um So Gabby says, totally. More specifically, I think it's mostly U.S., U.K.-centered, and I guess the reason has to do with colonialism and the impact Europe and U.S. currently have in the rest of the world. It's not just the ace community. Everything is Europe-slash-U.S.-focused. And, well, the first recognized records of ace history are from the U.S., or at least in English. The X category on the Kinsey scale, the asexual manifesto, even if 
Lisa Orlando thought about asexuality as a political choice. It is still important for in our history. Ace Participation in Stonewall, My Life as an Amoeba, HHA, Anthony Bogart, Anthony Bogart's, Bogart's. Anthony Bogart's Studies, Swank Ivy, David J, and Avon. It feels like because of colonialism, you guys have the opportunity to experience everything first. The rest of the world has some sort of lag, so to speak. It needs to solve other problems before it can get to kinds of conversation about identity, I guess. And then we have other cultural factors playing a role, too. Now, I can just talk about a few Hispanic countries from America, the continent, but our community is just starting to develop, to be honest. I think it's super important that people in communities that have a platform use their voices to share it and encourage ACEs across the world not only to have our own spaces, words, and conversations, but to create the community TM in general worldwide together, too. Things like this, just asking the opinion from people from different parts of the world help a lot. I th- In the end, I think asking and listening is the key. True. That's, I mean, that's very true. Like, as much as me and Sarah are sitting here kind of, like, theorizing about why all of this is, we mm-hmm. could be, in this episode, completely off base. So, mm-hmm. like, in the end, it is ask going to these international organizations, these international ACEs, and asking, what do you need from me? And if you don't know right now, just know that, like, if something comes up, I'm here and I'm listening. And mm-hmm. not just automatically assuming that, like, those countries are doing fine and they're just lagging because they're somehow worse. Like, understanding that there is a very mm-hmm. real, like, systemic thing there of, like, why other countries might not be on the same level as, like, the U.S. and the U.K. Right. And it's, like... A lot of this really comes down to just racism and stuff. But, like, when people think about, like, the global South, like, there are reasons why they're behind more advanced countries. And it's not because they're worse or because they're inferior or because Mm -hmm. whatever. It's because there are, you know... It's really because of colonialism. It's really because of colonialism. It's not like these countries are stupid or bad at being countries. Like, no, it's other people have fucked with them. Yeah, and so it's just like it's it's important to be aware of like be aware of the struggles that other countries face in you know dealing with aspec issues and being open to helping them and you know welcoming their input and their thoughts and welcoming their um their voices to tell you what they need yeah and like as the internet continues to expand and like globalism and even things like the feature on twitter or like google translate like Mm -hmm. there is no excuse not to at least read what these people are saying like at least read what international organizations are saying you know and you may not understand every aspect of it but that's okay like if yeah. you know as long as you're putting the effort in and getting the gist like that's important too yeah it's better to try and then ask if you don't understand than to just assume it's like too hard or not relevant to you and just not do it at all mm-hmm. yeah and i think like one big critique that i can all of this kind of comes down to and that i've seen elsewhere online when discussing this is the idea that like Americans and also Brits to a certain extent, but I can't speak for them. But culturally, it seems to be the case. But 
I'm just going to talk about Americans in this context. And by Americans, I mean people from the United States, not the broader Americas, which is a whole other linguistic issue. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, the the big critique is that, like, we think the world revolves around us and that just because we do something, others will automatically follow. And if they don't, that's on them. Um, and that's, like, a super valid critique. Um and I think, you know, as I've been kind of just thinking about this and, like, why this is, um, Americans think the world revolves around us because that's what we're taught. Um, it's shitty and it's exclusionary, but it nevertheless remains something that has to be unlearned for any American. And, you know, I, I don't want our listeners to hear that as as an excuse because it's not and i i appreciate the patience that others have shown us as we try to figure out how to make this a truly international effort and i understand if your patience has run thin because there are so many more things at play than just the aspect community it's imperialism and colonialism and white supremacy and all that fun stuff a whole host of other buffoonery and we obviously can't solve it all within our community but as we advance the cause, I do want to encourage those non-English speaking and or non-Western aces to continue to make noise, be it in English or in your native language. And I want to encourage Americans and Brits and other native English speakers to be aware of all of this and to put the effort into unlearning this mindset that the world revolves around us. And like, we, we can't always be putting the onus on other people to like as much as I say like I encourage them to make noise like we can't put the onus on them to make noise enough to get our attention we need to be reaching out to those people too and you know even if we don't have like I I know this person in this country like even if you just kind of like open it up to the void and be like hey does anyone have anything to say like that that'll bring people in and it you know it's something that we need to be aware of within the community and just like in the world generally but specifically in the community (laughs) yeah and i think like if it's hard like keep going if it seems like people are upset or their patience is wearing thin like understand that because Mm -hmm. aces and just people from around the world in general have been trying to make noise for years and we just like haven't listened and mm-hmm. are, I'm assuming, going to continue struggling to listen because, like Sarah said, we have a lot of unlearning to do. So, like, have patience of your own to understand that, like, you are coming from a place of privilege. And, like, that is not – that is a frustrating thing for people who don't have that privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think just, like, as a note, you know, anyone who listens to this podcast – is someone who has at least a pretty decent grasp on the English language. And so anyone who listens to this podcast does have at least some privilege in that sense of like, you know, the ASPEC community is so English-centric and that obviously favors those of us who are native English speakers as well as those of us who may not be native English speakers, but they may be good at English because they're highly educated. And that that narrows your demographic of whose voice is being heard from the soapbox and for so many people who do know some english but maybe can't convey their meaning as they would like like even if they know some english like they're kneecapped too and they're limited in what they can express and so the english-speaking world isn't getting the whole story for them and so that's why i think it really is important that on like for events like this but also just in general like 
we want to signal boost ASPAC communities that do not operate in English because it's so important that those people have those places where they can confidently contribute to discourse and be understood and have people who understand them culturally and can deal with more local issues. And even if we don't totally understand everything that's going on in those communities, it's important that they're put up there with Avon and with the other, you know, big Western English-speaking groups. And not to be told that they're wrong. Like the... Like Amethysta said in their submission, to be like to have people go to people and say like your definition of asexuality is wrong, you have to follow the Western one. Like <laughs> that mm. is not that's not constructive. Yeah, no one should be going into these interactions thinking that like they are the correct one, they are the more educated one, that they are like the white savior going in, like you know. The, the playing field needs to be even. We are absolutely not saviors coming in to help these ACE communities get bigger. We are providing the resources we can have so that they can do the hard work that they've been doing. We are, mm -hmm. you know, obviously have not been doing enough. And even when we help, it is not our, you know, like it's not our credit to take. If we, mm. if suddenly everything... Us. If everything magically turned around, suddenly Avon somehow finds a billion dollars to give to all of these organizations, they are not the ones to be, you know, praised. They're doing, you know, what should be done. It is these other countries, mm -hmm. these other organizations that are doing all of the heavy lifting. Yeah. And to that end, like, I just want to bring it back to what we mentioned at the top, which was like, most of the credit for International Asexuality Day goes to international organizers who were organizing in English but who don't necessarily speak English as their native language and whose names you may not know. Like, those are the people who have, have been doing this. Um, and, you know, it's it's important that they, they get the credit and you'll find a lot of their info on um, the International Asexuality Day website. Yeah, very true. Is that it? Yep. <laughs> this is what happens when Kayla's in charge of the episode. Um, what? This was okay. a good episode. Oh, wow. no, it was good. Oh, it's just there's a weird silence because... <laughs> just there's a weird silence because yeah, I don't know if you're done or ask not. ask me what the poll is. But I didn't know if you were done. That was the I'm thing. I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> All right. Kayla, what is the poll this week? Uh, well, I think it should be open-ended poll uh which mm -hmm. i was making the newsletter for march and realized that every single one of our polls from march was just a question not an actual poll so nice <laughs> you can see which way we're moving um but i would like to make a poll slash question slash tweet just asking the same question that we asked the organizers from international asexuality day mm -hmm. what can we do to help move the community from being so western focused and english language focused into being very you know a lot more international what can we as the people of privilege of the people in the you know quote-unquote larger community what can we do to actually support that and move that mm -hmm. and if and if you want to signal boost events or organizations or whatever please please drop those in the replies and we can we can help um boost those fellas Mm -hmm. good okay um 
Kayla, what is your beef and your juice this week? <gasps> My beef is that it's humid. I think that's been my beef for, like, the past forever. It's very humid oh, here. I don't like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's your What's your juice? My juice is that I've been trying to get back into yoga because mm-hmm. um, I haven't moved my body in years, and I've gained a lot of weight. <laughs> and the other day, I posted a picture on Instagram, and one of our friends messaged me and was like, have you been working out? Your arms look really buff. And I was like, it's just fat. Uh, not that I need to lose weight or that I'm unhealthy or that anyone should be doing anything to change their weight but I do need to actually move my body so that's been that is yeah that's a good point moving your body is an important part of the human experience (laughs) yeah I guess yeah general it it generally uh has a positive impact Eh. with some exceptions (laughs) Um, cool. Okay. My beef is April Fool's Day. I just hate it. Um, in the wise, in in the wise words of Travis Helwig, pranks are non-consensual comedy. Um, thought that was a great tweet that I saw today. My other beef is CrossFit pull-ups. Those are not pull-ups. Um, there is nothing you can say to convince me that feeling like that is a pull-up. Um, this was spurred by Marjorie Taylor Greene, but I have had this thought for a long time. Those are not pull-ups. Okay. Those aren't pull-ups. They're not pull-ups. Okay. My juice is um, e- Emmy Raver Lampman's um, performance of The Wizard and I from um, Wicked. Um, I just happened upon it on the internet uh, recently, and it was delightful. Um, Did you see you that know- Australia is having musicals again? Shh. Don't remind me. What? what? I don't want to think about it. Okay. I don't want to think about it. Okay. Uh. Uh, you can tell us about your beef, your juice. Uh, respond to our poll on our social media at SoundsFakePod. Um, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod. If you'd like to support us there, we'd be very grateful. We have a two, a t- we have a two, we have a new $2 patron. It's actually a two pound patron. It's Peter G. Thanks, Peter. Our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, who recently joined the discard. Jennifer, just discard. Jennifer Smart still exists, and that's really exciting to me. It was literally like a celebrity sighting. The discard (laughs) blew up. I was like fangirling over Jennifer and was like, Jennifer, I'm sorry. This is probably incredibly weird energy to join this discord and immediately be bombarded. But we're excited that you exist still. Aspreetha Venakota, Austin Lay, Perry Fierro, D, Quinn Pollock, Emily Collins, Book Marvel, Simona Simon, Jamie Jack, Jessica Shea, Rhea Faustino, Daniel Walker, Livy, Madeline Askew, Lily, James, Corinne, Alice is in Space, Sky Simpson, Brooke Siegel, Ashley W, Savannah Cozart, Harry Haston, Dugan Soup, Amanda Kiker, Vishok, Jacob Weber, Emily Istar, Rachel, Kate Costello, John, Ariel Laxo, Ellie, Tessa, Matias T, Chris Lortano, Sam, Kelly, Scott Ainsley, Orly Nevis, Julianne Lost in Space, Colleen Walsh, Maddie, Super Sarah, who is a new patron. Thanks. You're super. Your Hello. name is Sarah. Mine too. And Bagel. <laughs> Bagel, bagel is now a patron. I kind of forgot that Bagel wasn't a patron. I I associate Bagel with soup. I know that they're two different people, but they have but similar energies. Food. And they're both foods. It's fair. Um, I understand. So. <laughs> I'll allow Thank it you for on joining us. <laughs> okay. 
Um, our $10 patrons are Arknets, who'd like to promote the Trevor Project, Benjamin Abara, who'd like to promote me playing D&D, Anonymous, who'd like to promote Halloween, Sarah McCoy, who'd like to promote podcasts from Planet Weird, my Aunt Jeannie, who'd like to promote Christopher's Haven, Cass, who'd like to promote the best of luck on Journey to Self-Identification, Doug Rice, who would like to pr- promote Church 2, How Purity Culture Upholds Abuse and How to Find Healing by Emily Joy. And Doug said that I didn't have to read the subtitle because, quote, Sarah already sounds like an auctioneer listing out the shoutouts since i listened at two times speed if she reads the subtitle oh i think God, she might break I... lol unquote i accept your challenge doug i cannot imagine listening to you do this at two times speed because even at one time speed i know i never have any idea what you're saying uh i doug i accepted your challenge tell me how i sounded H. Valbies, Purple Chickadee, who would like to promote using their gender neutral single pronoun, Barefoot Backpacker, who would like to promote Reclaim the Night, The Steve, who would like to promote Ecosia, R.E.K., who would like to promote Thought Slime, Maddie, who would like to promote Union Series by Gage Hernandez, Derek and Carissa, who would like to promote the overthrow of heteronormativity, Aaron, who would like to promote Forehead Kisses, Kadir, who would like to promote Noki Feta Fettuccini as a wonderful name for any cat, Tater, who would like to promote Potatoes, Changing MX, who would like to promote Starship Changeling.net, Sarah Kuchao, who would like to promote a dog's Instagram at Aviat Husky, and David J., who would like to promote Emergent Strategy by Adrian Marie Brown. Our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com, my mom Julie, who would like to promote free mong hugs, Sarah Jones, who's out eternal lolly everywhere, Andy A, who would like to promote being in unions in the IWW, unions, unions, we support unions, mm-hmm. Bessemer, Alabama, unions, good, Martin Trizel, who would like to promote his podcast, everyone special and no one is, Layla, who would like to promote Love's Love, also applying to Arab people, <laughs> Strawberry, who would like to promote the planet Earth, Dish Pro, who would like to promote twitch.tv slash Melody Dish, J. Brown, Maggie Pablo, who would like to promote Lewis University's Writing Center at Writing Center LU. I used to work at the University of Michigan Writing Center. What a great place those are. Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast. And Dragonfly, who would like to promote the fact that this is starting to take a really long time and we might have to make some changes again. It is getting pretty bad. <laughs> it's getting a little out of hand. Um, a little. If any of our patrons have any ideas <laughs> on how to shorten this segment while still appreciating you. <laughs> Uh, do let us know. Um, thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. Until then, take good care of your cows.